If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling. I'm Nika Maples, and I help women in leadership write books so they can take their business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. This is episode 126, Move Past Fear, with Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer Allwood is the gold standard for Christian women in business. She knows how to make money for the glory of God and have fun doing it. She's also a published author with two outstanding books. But not long ago, she was wondering how to finish her very first one. I knew it would be an encouragement to you to listen in on our recent conversation. Enjoy. You are an anointed and appointed writer, and God has positioned you and prepared you for such a time as this. And there's no one who can speak to that better than today's guest. She's the author of Fear Is Not the Boss of You and Get Unstuck and Stay Unstuck, both beautiful books that will help you get to the next level in your business and in your ministry and in your calling. Welcome, Jennifer Allwood. Nika, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I know I've noticed this before, but I'm like re-noticing it that we are like the same glasses. I mean, we're basically <laughs> like the same, the same. And both with pink on today and know, both absolutely. fired up to help women. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. You. So I've been following you a while. So I love having watched the story of how your business has developed, but will you share a little bit of the history? How did you start sure. with business and develop to where you are today? Yeah. So is it okay if I start with today and then like back the train? You do it wherever you want to share. Awesome. So, so yeah, today I am a business coach, have the honor of, you know, being able to coach you in the last, I don't know, six to seven years. I think we've coached over 10,000 women through mostly women. We have a couple of guys every once in a while, but through my monthly coaching group, which teaches women how to grow their social media and their email list. I have a program called the better way program, which is eight different ways of monetizing your social media and your email list. And then I have my master mind. I wrote fear is not the boss of you two years ago. And I have a podcast called the Jennifer Allwood show, which just is like just a couple downloads away from four and a half million downloads. So I'm super excited about that. But if you had told me that when I started in business 22 years ago, like I would have been, there's no way I could have seen where I ended up. So I started with my own company back in the year 2000, Nika, which I know doesn't sound like that long ago until you do the math. You know what I mean? I'm like, that was 22 years ago. What the heck, man? And so (laughs) I actually have a degree in computer-based information systems. I got that degree because I wanted to make a lot of money. And I've never felt guilty about that because I also knew that when I made a lot, I could give a lot. And when I made a lot, I could impact a lot. And, you know, and uh, God will use us as a funnel with finances. And so, but I picked the wrong degree and had always hated that I got my computer degree. I was, I think, 29 when I got the degree. And so when I was 30, I ran into some people at a local home show who had a decorative painting company and they taught people how to like paint their walls in their home. And I thought, oh my gosh, I just like died and went to heaven right here. Like my heart was beating so fast. And I'm like, I've never seen anything so beautiful in my life. So even though I had just gotten my degree, like 10 minutes ago, I told my husband, 
I think I want to start a painting company. I want to go to like a weekend school. And he's like, okay, go for it. So I did the night and weekend thing with the painting until I got laid off from my daytime job doing software development. And so started my painting company in the year 2000. And in about 2014-ish or so, I was like, wow, I love this painting company. And I love all of these women that work for me out painting in people's houses, but I am exhausted. I don't want to be lugging ladders from, you know, house to house when I'm 50 years old. And I realized Nika, that I had like capped my income because I could only be in so many people's houses at once. And in my head, I was like, but I don't know what else to do, like to be able to kind of multiply my income. And the only thing that I could really come up with was, well, let me just see what I could do online. And that's when Facebook and Instagram were really starting to be used more intentionally for business uh, because there was a period of time when people just weren't using social media for business. And I found myself a great business coach. She showed me how to do some DIY videos that were really, really, really bad that I put up for sale on social media. And I sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of videos in just a little over a year. And that's when I was hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much I don't want to say potential, but just so many opportunities online that I couldn't have like locally in Kansas city where I live. So started coaching, started teaching people how to grow their social media, you know, six, seven years ago, and have been doing that ever since. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's the whole oh. story. Oh my goodness. So many women are going to relate to that. Just hearing that it, it could be anything. You just never know what they're never. going to yeah. You know, how they're going to, God has a plan for their business that they can't see yet. So yeah. when you were painting, you didn't have this, this whole thing in mind. Oh gosh, no. If you had told me that I would be a business coach, first of all, I would have been like, well, what's that? I, like, I just didn't even have any concept of coaching. And, you know, when you, when you just are not in that world, like it, you know, I'd heard the word coach, but I'm thinking like football coach. So I don't know what a business coach is, you know? And so, but it's super interesting to Nika, how God will use like every one of your talents a lot of times in some way, you know, to where you're supposed to be heading. And the truth is I wasn't supposed to be a business coach 10, 15 years ago. I Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready yet. You know, in that season, what I needed to do is I needed to understand women. I needed to understand the pain of debt and not having enough money. I needed to understand the heart of a lot of people who are to be able to stay at home and make money versus leaving the home and getting a job. And so if I didn't like walk through those seasons, I never would have been prepared for this season. So I was right where I needed to be, but it's so interesting how God uses all of it. You know, even the degree that now I look back on, and I'm like, man, I, I sure wish I would have done something else, you know, instead of software development for a degree. But even that I started blogging. Let's see. We have four kiddos when Ava, before she was born and she's 14. So that would have been at least 15 years ago. I started blogging. Well, there is some skills needed, or at least, you know, 15 years ago in the blogging space that I did actually learn in getting a software development degree. So, you know, and I took a lot of marketing classes and marketing turns out is needed in every single business. So none of it is wasted and all of it, you know, kind of adds up to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the pieces of gold in what you just said that I hope nobody misses. I mean, just you said the first thing you put out there, the DIY videos were really, really bad. Can I tell you a story? Can I tell you how bad? Because this, this will encourage every single woman who's listening, who's like thinking of maybe doing something. This is how bad these videos were. So some of them were, I, I put out a handful the first time, like three or four videos at the same time. One was like how to paint your cabinets white. One was how to do like how to do gray cabinets and put a glaze on it. And then I, I had lots of people in Kansas city who would hire us to go make their garage doors look like wood. So I thought this will be an easy video to do. So I was in the middle of making a client's garage doors look like wood. 
So I thought, well, let me just have somebody like come film me doing it real quick. And then I'll just, I'll sell that. So I'm like knocking out two birds with one stone, Nika. And so my Noah, my son, Noah, who is now 20 was 11 at the time. Gosh, that would have been nine years ago. And I said, Noah, will you come, will you come film your mom? And he's like, sure. We didn't have iPhones. We had a camera on a tripod. Right. And so, and I live in Kansas city, my husband, Jason, and I, with our four kiddos live in Kansas city in the summertime, Nico, we have something called cicadas. Do you have those where you Yes. Live? Okay. Have you ever heard cicadas like at the height of like cicada season? I mean, it's like screaming, it's screaming. and it, people who are not from the Midwest, they, you know, have never heard that, but it is so loud. And it's not like, it's it's like scream, stop, scream, scream, stop. And it's bugs, you know, essentially. And so, and here's, okay. So I got one more funny part. And so it was in the middle of cicada season. Noah has got, you know, a janky tripod situation going and we were leaving to go on family vacation the next day. So I had went and gotten a spray tan. Okay. So I just want you to picture like bright orange skin. I mean, I look like an Oompa Loompa and Noah's got me out there just in the summer heat in Kansas city. I'm sweating. And he's trying, you know, to zoom in on these garage doors. The cicadas are just screaming. It was just, it was the most awful thing ever. The video was 10 minutes long, 10 minutes long. And we ended up making off that one video over $10,000. What? It was so bad because the thing is like, even though the quality was bad, the meat of it was good. Like my instruction was good. And what I was telling people was good and giving them the ideas of how could they could do it themselves was good. So, you know, we so often get hung up on, Oh, it has to look like this. And Oh, it's got to look like that. And the truth is it doesn't have to do anything. It has to solve a problem that people have. People wanted to know how to make their garage doors look like expensive wood. I solved the problem for them. They didn't care that my skin was bright orange and that the cicadas were screaming. I gave them all the products. I gave them all the steps, bada boom, bada bang. There you go. Right. Oh, Uh, so I hope that encourages anyone who's sitting there thinking yeah. like they want to be a perfectionist and like, I can't put this out until, until it looks well, when people want to have, produce things that look like what you're creating right now, yeah, they don't, they don't realize that you have a team and you have 22 yes. years of experience. Yes. Yes. And you put out a lot of stuff that didn't look like that it is- looks now. And you, you just need to start with what you have and where you are. And the only way that things eventually get better is when you get better, you know, because eventually I learned, huh, it's probably not the best quality to be selling, but you know, at first I was just like excited. It wasn't that I was trying to put out horrible products. It's just, I didn't even know any better. I just, a lot of times I think we, you know, we want it to be so shiny and sparkly and all the things, but like in my case, a lot of times I think I just maybe throw spaghetti at a wall and I'm like, I don't know, we'll just see, will anybody even buy it. I had no idea that people would buy it like they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there was a part of me for a while. It was like, do I need to re-record this? And I'm like, nah, it's selling just fine. And the results going to be the same either way. We're just going to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I am really convinced of, and this, you know, people might not want to follow me on social media after I say this, cause it'll step on some toes, but when we say, I just want it to be perfect and we get in that spiral of perfectionism, it's really a selfish place that we're coming from because people don't need it to be perfect, whether it is a grad store video or whether it's you're giving them, you know, instructions on how to help save their marriage or how to eat gluten-free to save, you know, their tummy aches or, or whatever it may be, whether you're selling earrings and you don't think that that's solving a problem, but the girl that's trying to find something to wear with a dress this weekend to her wedding, you know, it, it you do solve a problem. And so when we're like, no, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. It's got to be 
better. It's got to be better. I've got to be better. I've got to figure it out. I got to do it's, it's a very like me centered versus considering and thinking about the person on the other end of your product or service who needs whatever you have in whatever form you have it ready. Right. Right. Amazing. It's so, so true. So when you had all of the, these, you had built over the decades, you'd built like this incredible way of serving women through coaching and through digital products. Why did you decide to write a book? Well, I, when I was a little girl, you know, a lot of times people ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I can remember telling people that I wanted to be an author or a therapist. And what's super interesting, and you know this, Nika, because you know me, uh, but I just got my life coaching certification, yeah. which is not a therapist, but you know, it's it's closer than let's say if I, you know, was in biology or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's in that genre. And and I've always wanted to write a book. In fact, I think that I have three books in me. And so I know you've got two of them right there. One of them is more of like an interactive journal, but I think that in today's world in business, Sometimes having a book, whether it is published in a traditional manner, like mine was, or whether it is self-published either way, I think it's almost like today's like business card Mm -hmm. and it brings a little bit of like just social credit, you know, in social media, uh, to your platform. I think that it is, um, a way for us to get out of our brains, something that feels like it has legacy to it. I mean, you know, in, in my head, I can remember before I wrote the book thinking, I feel like number one, there are women that need to hear this message. Number two, this would be something that I'll leave after I'm long gone. And those are, you know, things that you think of when you're 50 plus years mm-hmm. old, probably 51 in two weeks. And, um, you know, with four kiddos and yeah, they'll be able to see mom's Instagram maybe after, you know, she's gone, but, but also maybe not, who knows what the next social thing will be. And so it just felt like something that I could leave. And so, but that, also made the conversation of, okay, what do you want to write a book on? Really, really interesting because what I knew was like painting and decorating and that whole DIY world. And when I first started meeting with publishers uh, and decided on the publisher that I wanted to go with, they were like, do you want to write a book on DIY decor? And I'm like, nope, that doesn't feel right. And then they're like, do you want to write a business book? And I'm like, I actually don't. And they're like, yeah, but you're a business coach. And I'm like, I know, but I'm also not just a business coach, not that, that, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be put in that box. And I'm like, but I feel like the message of fear and getting unstuck and how to do on the side of heaven, the things that God is asking you to do applies to the marketplace, whether or not you're in business or, you know, or outside of business. I feel like it's just, it was a, it was a now message. And for me, it felt important to write it. And I felt like God gave me the grace to do so. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people that I work with that the word author is in the word authority. And when you're an author, you know, it just elevates your authority in other people's lives. And your real authority comes from the Lord. Absolutely. People recognize it when you're an author. Yeah, they do. When When they look up your business or your name and they see that you're also on Amazon, it's like, Well, wow. I mean, that person has that credibility. Yeah. That's the street cred that I'm talking about. And, you know, and when I had a big audience and so because of that, I had publishers that were wanting me to write a book because instinctively they see big audience and they, you know, hope for big sales. And, and so, you know, it's not a requirement, but it is helpful if you go into traditional publishing, if you go Mm -hmm. there with a book to have an established audience already, just so that you have a base of people you're going to be able to sell to. So, you know, I did have an agent and she, was like, I, I know you have a message. She was the one that pitched me to several publishing houses. And it does help. I think when you have somebody else going, yes, you should be writing a book. Yes, you should. And the truth is I had blogged for years and years and years. 
I love reading. I love words. And so, you know, for me, it was just the next right step for sure. Well, I loved reading in your book that, that this is like the fourth round, like you wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I threw the first three away. Yeah. How, how far had you gotten? Did, I had think got- one version. Well, I'm pretty sure. So when you do a traditional book deal, there's, you know, stipulations. And so that's kind of one of the, one of the cons, if you will, about being under contract and, you know, cause there's definite pros and cons to self-publishing or traditional publishing. But I believe that I needed to write 65,000 words. If I remember was my contract, either 60 or 65,000. And I was at 40,000 words with one of the, of the manuscripts and I trashed it. And by trashing it, I don't mean like I, you know, started my laptop on fire, but I did just, I was like, you know what, this, this just isn't it Nika. And it was so funny because I always thought people are going to cringe. If I tell this story, I'm going to tell the story anyway, because I think that people sometimes will look at those of us that are in business that are very forward facing, like you and I both are people who have big platforms and they'll think that we have all of our stuff together. And the Mm -hmm. truth is I don't have my stuff together at all. And, (laughs) and so that hopefully, and I don't say that to be like funny. I just, I want the, the mom who's at home right now. And she's, you know, doesn't have a spare second because she's in between kiddos and diaper changes and trying to just wrangle everything over the summer. Like I want her to know, you don't have to know all the things and have all the time and have it all together in order to do some of the things that you see other people doing because the truth is they're just, they're doing the same thing in the background. So when the publishers came to me and I had decided to go with the particular Christian publishing house that I did, they said, okay, so we publish books in two seasons. I did not know this having never been an author. So either the summer or the fall, we don't like things to come out over the holidays because, you know, people are are distracted or over the summer because they're distracted also. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we were meeting in the, I think it was the springtime. And they said, so your options are Jennifer, we can either Uh, start on the book right away. And you'll have six weeks until the manuscript is due. Have you heard the story, Nika? No, I cannot wait. Or you can take a year. So you'll have a year and six weeks to write it. And so they're like your choice. Well, so it was coming up on summer and, you know, we have uh, four children, as you know, we have a pool in our backyard and, you know, we had just moved into this house and we'd only been here for like one summer. And I remember thinking, I really don't want to spend my whole summer writing. That does not sound like a lot of fun. But I also know that if you've ever taken the Colby test, which like scores you, it's K-O-L-B-E. It scores you in terms of like, what your giftings are in business. And uh, there's like four different things you can be. And I'm a quick start, which means I'm super impulsive and passionate. And I've kind of got to do things like when I'm feeling it, which means I'm also, if I, I have to have deadlines, if I don't have pretty strong deadlines, I usually don't fulfill them. I'm also, you know, so like I need a goal. I need a deadline. I'm very last minute working, et cetera. So they're like, Jen, it can either be six weeks or a year in six weeks. What do you want to do? And I'm like, let me just pray about this. And when I prayed about it, I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say it's an, it's a book for right now. And I'm like, well, all righty then, I guess we're just going to spend the, the summer writing. So I know I had six weeks. The manuscript was due before the kids went back to school in August. And I started in June, started writing it, hated it, started writing, it, hated it. And it's just, it was interesting because it's like having a really creative brain. I knew what I wanted in the book. I couldn't figure out the order very well. Mm-hmm. I knew what I thought I wanted the reader to walk away with, but it was putting it in a different form. You know, when you do social media, you're used to having to make a point 
in short form. And so you've got this many spaces on Twitter, on Instagram, you've only got this so much space. Well, in a book, you've got a whole chapter. So you can like take your time, you know, making, making the one point. And so it was a different way. Like I had to shift my brain from posting on social media or writing a blog post or writing an email to my email list to, I've got a whole chapter. And in this chapter, there needs to be this many words. And in the, there needs to be this many chapters in the book and the book has to be this long. And so that was a little hard. And then the truth of the matter is, is I don't think that I was bold enough in terms of my faith in the first three times I wrote the manuscript. I see. And it was almost like I was trying to kind of like, kind of mention Jesus, but in a super friendly, non-offensive, I don't want to step on your toes type of way. And by the way, that's not really the gospel. And so, you know, I just, it was almost like God was like, and we're going to try this again. (laughs) Okay. And part two, Jen, let's try this again. And finally, when I got to the point where I was like, we're just going all in on what I actually think all in on what I actually believe all in on what I feel like God is going to have me write. I wrote that thing. Like my hair was on fire. It came out of me so fast, Nika. It was just, it was amazing that when I finally just was like, not worried about will this book be for everybody? No, it it won't be. Guess what? I'm not for everybody either. Neither you and neither was Jesus. And so, you know, it's not when you're like, I want to write a book for everyone. I'm telling you what, that will fall really flat. And when you write the book that God asked you to write and do it in the way that he asked you to do it, it is amazing. Like you can get done in six weeks time, including throwing away scripts and starting on the fourth. (laughs) So, so it, yeah. And there we have it. What blows my mind about that story and hearing that right now? Is that you obeyed the voice of God when he said, this is a now book, mm-hmm. because in the summer of 2019, mm-hmm. you could not have known what was going to happen yep. when your book released. I had but no idea. You had, you had no idea yeah. when you, if you had said, no, I'd like to take a year and a half. Mm-hmm. God was not playing when he not said it was a now now book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because y'all with this book called fear is not the boss of you releasing right at the beginning of the pandemic in yes. 2020. Mm-hmm. What was it? March of 2020? It, it actually released all, we did all the pre-orders in the, over the winter and early spring. It came out on April the 7th. So I had a 12 city book tour that was starting. Um, uh, was it like the very end of March or maybe it was April 1st. And there was a 12 city book tour and I had a conference here in Kansas city that we were, you know, having the book at and the world started shutting down, at least in Kansas city where, where I'm at on my husband's birthday, March 21st. So mm-hmm. three weeks before the book came out or two weeks, mm-hmm. everything's shutting down. My publisher's like, Ooh, I don't know about this book tour, Jen, this is not looking good. And I'm like, I have already bought all the outfits. I've already <laughs> got all the plane tickets. I've already, you know, and, and I'm thinking, and it just, and, it, and it, so in the beginning, I wasn't thinking, oh, what a great book for right now. I was thinking, are you stinking kidding me? I wrote my butt off last summer. Oh my gosh, they're going to cancel 12 cities, you know, different television programs, local news, local radio. And, and I sucked my thumb and, and pouted in a corner for a hot minute. I just, I was, I was super disappointed. I was sad. And, and I was, it was a really hard season as it was for, you know, all of us, let's just say the whole world uh, when the pandemic started, because my kids were suddenly out of school, everything came to a screeching halt, everything shut down. And so the book debut felt a little like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, it just was what it was. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is not what I was expecting. And like, I have a really great relationship with the Kansas city television, the major four major television studios. They've had me on there many, many times when we were doing like extreme home makeover. And I was speaking with Chip and Joanna Gaines at the home show one time. And so I've been on local television, you know, plenty of times. And they were like, sorry, Jen, like, we're just, we're not having COVID is just all, that's all we're talking about on the news right now. I know that's not great for your book, but maybe when things calm down, well, then things didn't calm down for how long. And so, you know, it just, it was what it was. And I had to kind of wrap my head around the fact that, okay, so I consider myself a professional. We're going to, you know, boohoo for just a hot minute here, and then let's pull our crap together and see what we can do. And so my team did an exceptional job of figuring out how we could just try to, you know, launch it a little bit online. We did, like we gave away the first three chapters. If you got on my email list in hopes that women would then order the whole book. And we, you know, just kept prepping for that April 7th date when it was going to come out. And what was really cool is we went to number one on Amazon in six hours. Uh, on to number one on Amazon two other times since then. So three different times in the last two years, it has been on the number one spot under Christian leadership and Christian, is it Christian management? I don't know. But anyway, so, you know, the truth of the matter was it, it was always God's book anyway. Yeah. And one of my coaches and mentors, she said something to me, Nika, that just always like, it was after the book launched and I was like, okay, that isn't nearly as many book sales is what I thought was going to happen. You know, and I, and I know my publisher was thinking the same thing, especially with the size of my audience. But the truth is in the beginning months of the pandemic, nobody was really thinking about reading at first. Like we're all just thinking of how could we make sure we don't die and, you know, how do we keep these kids like uh, getting educated at home? And so, you know, people were saving money, they were getting laid off. It was just a weird time in the world period. And, you know, and then we saw like steady book sales and we have the entire two years that it's been out. But my coach said to me one time, she said, Jennifer, you need to be way more concerned about the depth than you do about the breath. Right. Worried about a lot of people buying it. And what instead you need to focus on is the right people buying it and that they actually read it and it changes their hearts and it changes their lives. And that's when you know you've had impact. And and I believe that. And in my head, I think I probably would have believed that had she said that, you know, the first day that the book tour was canceled. But like I wasn't in a great place to receive that at that moment. Mm-hmm. But it's the absolute truth. It is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I I to to know that it was number one on Amazon multiple times is not surprising to me because this is a fantastic book. Thank you. And I just want anyone who's feeling stuck to know this is a go-to resource that I recommend you get immediately. Because even if you've read many business books before, I was telling Jennifer before we started recording this that you know I was expecting this to be a, similar to other business books that I've read. Actually, it was completely different. You may think you don't struggle with fear and you're like, oh, fear's not the boss of me. I know it's fear's not the boss of me. I read it anyway. There's a treasure in here for you. For me personally, I felt like, oh, I don't necessarily struggle with fear, but I want to read this. I mean, the Lord dealt with me in men on many levels as I worked through this book. And it's fun. I mean, you. it's fun. Thank you. I, I loved it. I felt like I was sitting and talking to a friend. I love the way that you just write in a conversational style. And so it's disarming when you have a friend saying, hey, you know, maybe you want to work on this. Like Jesus is available, help you grow and change in this area. So there's nothing condemning. It's all cheerleading. Thank and you. I'm just like, 
I can't rec- recommend this highly enough. So I do sense. believe that the Lord knew that it was a right now word because yeah. he knew that fear was coming in the spring like we'd never seen before. Yep. And that this was going to be something that the, the fear has had a lasting impact on the world. Yeah. And this is a book that will continue to be needed. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and who knew? I mean, the, the, the Lord knew, of course, but you know, I, I would say, cause different people were so kind. I mean, we had a whole podcast tour and people would put me on their podcast and, and help promote it, which was amazing, you know, in lieu of the book tour out in the cities and stuff. But I just, you know, I started saying, well, at least I guess if you're going to like write a book on fear, like what better time <laughs> to have it yeah. come out than at the beginning of a pandemic, you know? And so, and, and, you know, the, the truth of the matter is like bookstores, they took just a beat. And they absolutely did in 2020. And I know in Kansas city where we are, like many of them never came back. They, you know, had to close for the period. And and so it was just a hard time in that industry, just overall for those of us that were releasing books, people that were selling books. But the truth of the matter is people are always going to read. They're always going to need things to read. And it's so shocking to me now, how many people still DM me every day on Instagram and tell me they just got my book. They just listened to it on audible or what have you. And I'm like, wow, but now it's like, two years old, but I really do believe when you write a book that has some meat to it and that there will be longevity with it that at this point, I never could have seen when I wrote yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Cause in my head, yeah. I thought, well, we've got one shot, a New York time bestseller list. And by the way, right. you know, you do. And, and then you learn, Oh, I didn't realize the New York time bestselling list is such a there's an interesting way of getting on there, Nika. It's a game. It is definitely a game, which I didn't know until, you know, uh, after, but you know, you think that like, those are the things that you really want to happen. But the truth is knowing that people are still buying it and talking about it and interviewing you about it today. I mean, I'm just, that thrills me. So, yeah. 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 Thank you for throwing away the first three, three very drafts well. because Absolutely. the one we needed was this one. <laughs> thank you. It was so trash. good. <laughs> okay. So I hope that everyone can hear your humor and personality and that you, that you have tough love that you, you know, are free to offer a kick in the pants when a woman needs it so that she can advance the kingdom the way God's called yes. her to do, but you always do it with, with friendliness and fun and with just warmth and heart with love warmth and with love absolutely i don't like seeing women stay stuck you know that and right there's too much that we need to be doing on this side of heaven to be Mm -hmm. stuck in our own heads and in our own ways and self-sabotaging and fearful and all the things i mean at the end of the day, uh, you know, fear is really, it's a God-given emotion a lot of times to protect us. And so it's our job to figure out how to continue doing things anyway. And, and so, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saying such kind yeah. things. It makes my, it makes my day. Oh, well, well-deserved. The Lord's working powerfully through you. So if anyone is on like watching or listening and they, they feel the Holy Spirit saying, Hey, move forward confidently with Jennifer. How yeah. can they take next steps to work with you? If they want to work with you as a um, you know what, have them just send me a DM on Instagram. Thank you for asking. Uh, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm Jennifer Allwood. I am not verified there yet. And so if the Instagram, you know, CEO is listening, please like, can we, <laughs> Every day I get DMs. We can verify you for $500. I can verify you for $200. I did a podcast actually once, Nika. Um, I heard I, that I, one. I took one person up on it. I'm like, all right, you know what? 
let's go ahead and give this a shot. Totally got scammed. Knew I would just verified what I already knew. But anyhow, just send me a DM on Instagram. You can also go to jenniferallwood.com and you can see our different programs that are there. And of course you can always listen to the Jennifer Allwood podcast as well. So thank you. Mm-hmm. For oh, that. that podcast is a lot of fun too. And I, I, Thanks. I can't remember exactly how I crossed paths with you or where I first heard you, but I think it eventually just led to me binge listening to your podcast. And that's when I knew I'm like, she, there's something different about you. you. You're listening to the Lord. You're not just helping people find strategies. You're help, helping them find spiritual strategies. And then you know, this, strategy, this this strategy only will take you so far. This right. is why we have an epidemic of people taking class after class after class and getting coach after coach after coach and not getting any different results because they don't need more strategy. What they need is a different way of thinking about things, of looking at things. They need a biblical perspective on, you know, worldly business matters. And when, when that shifts, that's when the gates break open. So mm-hmm. it's not more strategy as you no, know. Yes. Right. So. Well, thank you so much for, much for being with me today. I, I honor you for the work that you have done that you are doing and that you will continue to do. All right. Bless you. Thank you so much, Nika. If you're a brand new writer, this is the sequence you've believed for far too long write a book, then get a bigger audience. Well, maybe that's what somebody told you. The only problem is what somebody told you is wrong, like majorly wrong. Here's how it really goes. Get a bigger audience, then write a book. Now that probably seems like it doesn't make sense, but it's the secret sauce that I teach my students and clients every day. It's a plan that always works. The people who don't follow it end up with a ton of books in their garage just gathering dust. You must get a bigger audience first. That's called building your platform. You won't have to put on sunglasses so no one will recognize you when you go to Target. You just need a few more people who are a little bit more interested. That's why I created the Plan Your Profitable Platform Challenge to help people learn the business of books before they dive into the writing of books. When you know the business, you write better. Trust me. So don't wait another day. Go to nikamables.com right now and click on the Plan Your Profitable Platform Challenge.